listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Tuesday, the day after MLK Day. So I hope everybody cashed in on those buy one get one free at last sales on black.com and <laughs> dark x or whatever you're into <laughs> whatever spring, you into spring thomas or whatever you guys are into oh, uh, no. the official weapon of the show is the taser no no that's wrong you were too folding chair mm-hmm. it's the folding chair correct the unofficial sport but a ball a bullet ball extreme 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 um and you know what it is guys we just got a down and dirty episode of podcasting that we got going on right now right here uh karen do you have any banter before i get into the news and stuff uh yes all right Karen, banter me up. Yes, I've been playing a lot of uh, Two Point Campus, and it's been really, really fun. And Two Point Campus, for those of y'all don't know, it's like this game where you like run this college, and you like uh, are you on the staff, the janitors, the assistants, you know, the student body. You control the classes and all that type of stuff. It's it's a really, really fun game. It's 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 not like um like school school so you know they have like this cooking class and you know you look and like they're cooking the kitchen and then like this oversized hamburger so it's really silly but it's actually really really fun uh the first version of, of it is called two point hospital which i really like so when two point campus came out i was like oh i'm gonna play that too and what i've realized about playing this game boy they make uh hiring and firing people really really easy <laughs> and i was like man if fire and hiring people were like this <laughs> in real life it would be it it, it would be uh uh i think my uh people would probably sue, sue me because i hire people then if i find somebody better qualified i find somebody else and just replace them they actually require more money which i don't mind paying the more money but i'm like, I'm like oh i got somebody more qualified than you and just boot you out i guess now you understand capitalism and why they be laying so many people off on twitch and all this <laughs> stuff apparently i'm a part of a problem mm-hmm. the game is designed to make you understand that the ruling class and the demeanor of them and i guess it's working <laughs> apparently it is it it works on me and whenever you uh fire somebody You'll see, like, uh, they have, like, documents over their heads. And so you see, like, a rip document basically said that they're fired. And then they'll start stumping. Some of them will actually, like, lay on the ground and start, like, kicking <laughs> and stuff. And then you'll see them pout all the way off your campus. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty sad. <laughs> it is sad. But, well, you don't seem like But I had to run. Like having a good time. I so had to laughing. run and fish at campus. <laughs> Right, of course. <laughs> Maybe you should just stop paying them all together and make them do the work for free. 
No. Then oh, okay, be, that's di- too far. Okay. Di- di- then they'll become unhappy. <laughs> well, who cares if they're happy as long as the work is done? Then, you know, maybe you have to beat them a little bit. You <laughs> maybe you get the whips and chains um, upgrade DLC. And you just beat the hell out of them. And then, and then your students <laughs> your students won't learn. Like So so I try my best to, to be as, as fair as I can as as a uh, a cruel overseer, as they say, <laughs> I actually love that game. I've been playing. I've been playing the hell out of that game. When I'm not doing this, I'm probably playing that game. <laughs> uh, I love when my current self does something that future myself will appreciate. Like uh, I forgot, I woke up this morning. And I was like, oh, I gotta put the dishes in the dishwasher so I can make dinner, make lunch today. But the dishes was already in the dishwasher, and I guess I must put them in there before I went to bed last night. And I didn't, I must have forgot I did that shit. And then I woke up and was like, thank you, past self. I appreciate you looking out for future me. Yes. Uh, anything else? Yeah, uh, my last thing, I think I talked about this on um, but a pregame. Uh, I started going to the chiropractor again. I've really been enjoying it. I've been sore and stiff, but that's, you know, that's normal because uh, with me, um, uh, particularly with COVID, I've been sitting and being stiff and things like that. So I actually been going back and I've actually, uh, 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 been, uh, enjoying it. I actually, it's wild. Cause you, you feel better, but you're stiff all at the same time. So like things are moving around as they should and things are flowing as they should, but you still feel a little stiff and sore as your body's getting readjusted to a new normal because a lot of times some of the pain we feel, it's not normal, but we just uh, kind of adjust around it. But I can tell you, like, aligning my hips, my hips are in alignment and, and getting my, you know, shoulder blades and things, you know, back up to par. And so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, going for the next few weeks and then he'll slowly kind of wind it down where I don't go as frequently, uh, and, you know. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I, I actually – Do you have to pay every visit? How does it work? Yes, I, I, I'm actually paying every visit. And the reason why – uh, I'm paying every visit is because it's some insur- insurance companies suck. Insurance companies, a lot of times they don't want to pay for anything unless it requires some form of a popping of a pill or medicine. And, you know, chiropractors and masseuse and, you know, and things like that, that people kind of want to get this quote unquote alternative medicine. It's because little specialties and things like that. So, you can you can run it through your insurance, but a lot of times with your insurance, they cap how many times you can go. Uh, they uh, you have to pay a, a, a particularly if you have not made your deductible, you have to pay a lot of times a lot of money to until you hit your deductible, and then you get a copay. And even with that, they still put like a limit on you know how frequently, how often you can go per year, and things like that. Um, and so it's actually cheaper for me to pay out of pocket than to actually run my insurance because you know I never meet the deductible. And so, and actually, the uh, their rates ain't really that high compared to other chiropractors that I've you know went to and stuff in the past. So I I don't mind uh, uh, going uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, until I uh, get better because my thing is I want to exercise, I want to do these things, but it's kind of kind of productive to do those things when I know I'm. St- I'm stiff and I'm sore. I want to be able to do those things to the fullest of my capability. That's the biggest reason why I'm going to the chiropractors to kind of get my body in a better shape. So when I do start, you know, walking or doing the Peloton and all this stuff, my body won't kind of regress back and almost, 
defeat the purpose and you're feeling tired and you're feeling poop that's well you're gonna you're feel that way no matter what though that's true. that's not i mean i know after i go exercise at the why i feel sore and stiff and it's one of the reasons rest is important you know that's true too uh, especially if you're doing stuff that when you haven't been active for a while so you know i think a lot of people's thing is like you just go full t- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna work out seven days a week but it's it's more like you know something the rest is part of the the thing too so yes it is you know like i went to the gym i think five days last week but then i this weekend i i really just chilled like i didn't do anything um and you know that's part of you that has that or at least part of me that has like that complex like i'm not doing anything oh my god am i fucking up and it's like no you just gotta rest is part of it too you can't just keep pushing and pushing and pushing especially as you get older and your body changes and whatnot Mm -hmm. but um yeah, you're not going to be able to defeat the soreness. Like, you're not going to be able to, to trick it. So, um, you know. And also, a lot of times, when you work out, that is the thing that makes that soreness stop. I had a pain from, like, an injury or something, like a muscle I pulled or something. And when I first started working out again, um, I was my side was hurting. I was like, oh, my God, what is this? You know, and it wasn't hurting, like, horribly but it was just uncomfortable and then um i've been working out more consistently for the last like three or four well shit since what i guess middle of december Mm -hmm. and uh now i can't even really feel it so some of it is just you gotta get back out there and do it again so um you know it sucks but you know you're not gonna be able to and i think it'll work in cold it'll work in tandem with the stuff you're doing that's what i was thinking too yes um okay uh you know speaking of your body and stuff man so there was this thing i'm not saying any names because i really this is not about singling a person out or starting no shit but i seen somebody online and it went viral because everybody was like fighting and fussing with them and they were fighting and fussing back with everybody but there was this person that said something to the effect and i've seen this thought many places a few times okay but it's this idea of like people shouldn't celebrate them losing them losing weight like if they lose weight they shouldn't like put a picture out like i lost weight or you know i you know hey i've been going to the gym and i and changing my diet i lost 40 pounds or whatever you shouldn't do that because what it really is saying is that you're fat phobic and people who are fat should will feel bad about it and and whatever and that's um, projecting well the thing i think for me is like i think those thoughts come from a place of immaturity mm-hmm. or it, not immaturity i'm sorry insecurity yeah more than immaturity yes because honestly people's relationship with their body is their relationship it's this macro versus micro thing um losing weight gaining like it's the same way as someone like gains a bunch of muscle a lot of times it's about discipline it's about habits it's about changes and it's hard it's difficult yeah and it's consistency you know it's like if someone said every time we celebrate the blackout tips podcast anniversary we're shaming all the people that quit podcasting or the people that only do one episode a week or something everyone's running their own race Mm -hmm. and i think real maturity is realizing like it's not about you right whatever they're going through is not about you and if they have some internalized things that are coming out that's internal it's for them to deal with right um you're not calling them out um i'm not a person that really comments on people's bodies in general just because i don't i I think it's kind of uncouth and we don't know what's going on with people right so you see somebody losing weight and you like congratulations 
and then they they could be dealing with an illness or something. Mm-hmm. They could be depressed. Um, you see someone gain weight. You don't. You really do not fucking know. Um, and I think when people, but if people volunteer something, if they're like, "Hey, I've been doing this, and my my body looks like this now, and I like it." Hey, man, thumbs up. Good for you. I don't, right, I don't really good. care what it is. There's mm-hmm. people that are like. Uh, you know what? I've I've been in this pandemic and I've been eating and I'm thickened up and I got curves now and it's like good for you. I'm not, I whatever you into, cool. You know, I think it's weird to see people. I thought it was weird. So many people took it personal and was like clapping back at the person because that's once again that's also their issue to deal with. Mm-hmm. People are people that you know have their goals of losing weight or working out or whatever that that leads to losing weight. That's their business, and if they want to like be happy about that, that's cool. I, you know, to me, I feel like we do so much to try to like make everybody shit about us, mm-hmm. and I don't think it does us. I don't think I think it does us a disservice because I think when you truly feel secure in something other people's shit don't really matter. You know, for example, um, when people post all this relationship stuff, me and you laugh about it. We'll do gender wars about it. Mm-hmm. But you'll notice we don't really participate in it. Mm-mm. If someone were to say, I know I would never get married at, at 21. I got the, you know, the, who the fuck does that? We did. But you know what? I'm not mad at you. You wouldn't do that. And if you, and if, if that's, what's working for you i'm proud i'm happy for you right i'm happy if you're happy um that's all that matters are you happy yeah so you know i think is there are people who do uh very openly fat phobic fucked up shit you know yes, they do and people normally don't really care that much you know it's Stephen a calling out you know whitlock or it's uh you know uh the 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 jokes that cat williams was making which is why i say you know I, people are kind of full of it when they're like uh you know man it's fucked up but people say like no y'all think it's funny that people are fat and you can make fun of their bodies and stuff that's fine i'm not i know that won't change um so i think a little bit of that is you could call it out but also you gotta toughen up about it you know because these motherfuckers ain't going nowhere Mm-mm. you know it's like i i know thing i know certain people are racist I don't walk out the house and get broken by racism every day. Cause at right. some point I'm like, I expect it, you know? Right. But the idea that somebody would lose weight or gain weight. And it's about me. I I, I just can't relate to that. If, mm-hmm. if, if a person, same thing for, like I said, if a person goes to the gym and they're gaining muscle, they're getting bigger. Like this isn't about them being less or big, more fat, but just they are getting bigger and stronger. And they go, look at me. I can lift such and such pounds. I don't go, you fucking ableist. What about the people that can't lift those pounds? What about the people that can't afford gym memberships? What about that? You see this with recipes on TikTok and shit all the time. Where somebody mm-hmm. will say, this is how I make such and such. And then somebody will be like, uh, I can't eat uh uh, <laughs> I can't eat gluten. And it's like, then the recipe is not for you and it's not about you. <laughs> right. It's just for, this content is for these folks and that's cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just thought it was kind of a, I just thought it was kind of a weird thing. And I think this is one of my issues with a lot of movements that kind of piggyback off of the like civil rights and black people movements, everything, not the same. Nope. So, you know, like every movement can't be equated to like, well, if it was a black thing, it would be like this. Cause sometimes it just doesn't, compute and i'm like you know i think there are other things that are definitely 
understandable and whatnot. But that one for me was a bridge too far. I wasn't going to go on Twitter and argue with nobody. Because I legitimately feel like people go through their own shit. You go Mm -hmm. through your own journey. Somebody tried to diss you the person. Like, what about this post you had when you lost some weight and you had this up? And I'm like, uh, maybe they changed their mind. Maybe it's been fucking... X amount of years and now they like I don't agree with that anymore I, I wouldn't have done that today you know like uh, at any rate even if you felt a way about like how you gonna tell somebody they can't once again that's your insecurity hopping out True. this person's opinion really ain't got nothing to do with you so if you've mm-hmm. been going to the gym and exercising and your goal is to lose weight what would that be why would that be a problem for you that this person don't like that they don't like that oh well they're not making you eat anything. They're not making you stay home from the gym. They're not making you not post your pictures. It just felt like a lot of people finding each other's misery and being like, let's be company for each other. Yes. Um, and I was, I just did my best to ignore it. But it made me, you know, it crystallized something for me, which is just maturity is realizing people shit ain't about you. Agreed. Like it's not personal to you. It's mm-hmm. there. If they do happen to have some type of hang up, that's their shit to deal with. They need to go to fucking therapy. The tweet's not going to bring them to therapy, you know? Um, and also, like, I don't need affirmation and confirmation from everybody. So, like, Agreed. you know, motherfuckers don't agree. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and also it's one of those things where I'm really, really quick to be like, particularly online. I've kind of, I pick and choose kind of what I interact with and I inter, I don't interact a fraction of how much I used to just because like you said, a lot of that misery, a lot of that unhappiness. And I'm like, I, I'm opting me personally, I'm opting not to get involved because one of those things where if it's fun and it's jokes, okay, cool. Like I'm there for that. But once you start branching off into like these serious, deep conversations, we're trying to post and respond to each other in like a short yeah, Matt, and, and like, it's not designed for long form like, real life conversations. It never occurred to me to like get involved in the discussion. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I truly am at a point now where like the vast majority of things I see, I'm like that someone's probably going through something. And the thing that right. the thing that we'll never know is what we don't know. Meaning, like for example, Chadwick Boseman loses all that weight, and people were just making all kinds of comments about his body. They were, and nobody really knew what he was going through. Um, people die every day from shit, and we're just like, I don't know. Um, people's relationships with their doctors, people's relationships with their uh, family, like of uh, depression, all kinds of stuff is affected by your and and shows up in your body in ways that we don't know or understand. Unless it's like a personal relationship and, and someone is making it my business. Right. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't care, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it shouldn't affect you in the way that, okay, so this person's been going to the gym. They are proud that they can lift 400 pounds now. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, when I see, when I'm scrolling my Instagram and I see Randolph Terrence in the gym, I don't go, fuck. Well, what am I going to, am I going to, what is he trying to say about me? It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with me. Nothing. You know, he's in there lifting them weights so he doesn't have to choke slam a white man walking down the street looking at him crazy, okay? Randolph is an angry man, okay? <laughs> Ain't angry. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm just, but you know, like, I don't we know. Love you, Randolph. I don't know what his thing is. Correct. You know? um, th- there are people who use exercise because, like, yo, I used to be a drug addict. 
And right. and now I had to I had to change my entire mind frame about. And you're sitting up there going, why they posting that they ran again? Nah, man, that's their thing. That's their struggle. That's that might be what's helping them cope. And then once you throw in like health, or like you go to your doctor, your doctor's telling you blank, blank, and blank. You know, I I remember this, I always talk to Bossy about this, but my favorite scene in I Made a Story is one that. Uh, I thought it encapsulated the internet so much, so well. It was um, the main character goes to the doctor and she has been really stressed out because she's been hyper on the internet and it's been getting to her and she's like said all kinds of wild shit and all da-da-da-da, right? And it's stressing her out and da-da-da. And so she goes to her doctor. She's a black woman, Afro-Caribbean woman or whatever. And the doctor is like, hey, so... um, your blood pressure is very high, and this is something that you we I need to like we need to take care of. We need to like try to get it down because right. as an Afro Caribbean person, you actually have a higher chance of da 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 right right because that's what the science right. tells them right. And her friend was at the doctor with her, and her friend cusses the doctor out and says like you're being racist for for this da 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 they leave and the friend is like don't listen to the doctor da 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 and i love that scene because i feel like that is to me what social media can do to people mm-hmm. where it's kind of like this idea of like what protection and support is is denial and is telling people what they want to hear um but like if like if it if I but if I have those consequences of well I had my blood check pressure unchecked and I never really did anything to take care of it. I didn't do medicine I didn't work on this I didn't do this and then some some type of unforeseen thing happens to me or I guess foreseen thing those people aren't gonna be there you know or or if they're there their support is still gonna be hey however just don't do nothing don't blah 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 because that's not their job they so I think a lot of social media support systems look a lot like that like enabling people and i'm not saying you're enabling somebody by telling them um by by telling them like don't lose or gain weight i'm not talking about that i mean enabling in that uh it's a place you can run to when real life shit is happening it's like if um for example if if someone's cheating on their spouse uh dudes will be like well, you don't tell on them. You don't talk to them about it. If anything, you give them an alibi. You lie to their spouse for them. You help them cheat. I've never been that kind of friend because I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't think that that's help. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't I'm not th- gonna be a part of your lie. Yeah, yeah, but that's not the part of it for me. That's only one part of it. A big part is that I don't think that's help. Right. I don't feel like that's me being a great friend. Is me going, yeah, cheat on your wife. Tell her you was down my house. I, I'm not, I don't like that. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the relationship dynamics we have now, that is what people think is help. Help help and friendship is I want to do something and you just need to have my back regardless of how you feel about it, regardless of the outcome of it, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, 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 and it's not healthy. Well, at least I don't think it's healthy. 
And also is things when you do that, you eliminate your own personal critical thinking skills. You eliminate <laughs> your own autonomy and all this yeah. other shit that goes along, you know, with like the, that. Like, yeah, someone brought up the doctor is in that scene is telling her like, hey, you're vaping and it's leading to these health problems. And her friend is like, no, support right now is telling you you are a black woman. It is hard. These people don't understand. And if you want to vape, you can vape. And they are racist for even making it about this. And it's like, oh, man, that... That's a shame because you'll support somebody into a bad situation. Yeah, support um, them to their death. Right. Um, and so, anyway, my point being, because um, I don't want people to get confused, um, whatever people are going on, you don't know. Right. So, like, if someone has talked to their doctor and their doctor's like, this is what's wrong, and here are some things you can do, and as a byproduct, you might lose weight, you you know, or you might – what it really shouldn't be about it's not about you and you making it about you is weird to me you know and if they're proud of that they they could have been trying that could be a goal they've had for a long time that could be um something they didn't think they could do that could be something they paid money for put effort into put time into made a plan these things are difficult change of all kinds are are typically difficult and so i i don't feel like we should make those things about ourselves but that's just me and like i said i wouldn't argue with nobody about it i know people feel away i felt away about it in the past with my you know just life and being this person in public that people see you and they got all these different opinions i definitely understand it can relate but i don't know i found more happiness in being like i don't really give a fuck what they think and it's not about them it's about me Mm -hmm. and what they do is about them not about me and and I felt I feel more free that way than being like, you know, the policing them and being like, you better not. That's crazy to me. Yeah, like you said, like, and I agree. There is a freedom to it. And uh, the thing about being free, I'm I'm to the conclusion. I was like, oh, some people don't want to be free, and people that are kind of free from that, and, and you're never completely be free because you interact with people and things like that. And we all, are, you know, have our personality. Sometimes you have good days, sometimes you have bad days. But you know, overall, it's just like not going. Oh, that ain't got nothing to do with me, and I can just go on with my life. And that person has the right to think that thing, mm-hmm. and I don't have to argue and fuss with them. When at the end of the day. I don't know them. They don't know me. And when we get off this thing on social media, I, you know, they, they literally won't have a direct impact in my life. Yeah. And I just, I think, uh, and also the people that see that somebody has those feelings, you don't got to engage and fight with them. So Mm -hmm. I also thought it was weird to want to fight these like, Hey, how about you? You Who cares? That's their opinion. Okay. Y'all unfollow each other. Everybody be fine. You keep posting, your selfies, they'll keep posting their thoughts, and y'all and, and y'all will be fine. Um, yep. Microwaves need a silent mode, so when you're warming up your spouse's leftovers without them knowing, you, they don't get alerted. That beeping. I don't know why they haven't invented that. <laughs> that seems like a pretty like easy thing, like just a switch and, or something. You go turn off the beeps so that you know they don't know i'm in they sesame chicken and don't and don't fuck around and be right there when it uh uh uh, and don't open up uh, too slow because it will beep like every few minutes until the doors open up again but like bitch i told you open me up open me up i'm done open me up open me up some type of bluetooth function or something (laughs) uh i made something with curry in it the other day and my hands still kind of smelled like curry and 
I wanted to eat my fingers. They was they smelled so delicious. And I remember the curl them tacos. All them tacos was delicious. And I remember when I was younger, um, racist black people. Yes, it's possible, guys. I know that the science textbooks nerds will tell you black people can't can be, be racist, racist. but y'all know exactly can. y'all know exactly what i mean mm-hmm. um you know we only say that to white people so they can't hold us accountable but right um <laughs> racist black people used to be like indian people stink and i remember that when i was younger people they used to say that shit all the time and like mm. like they thought it was funny like ha 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 is a joke is you know somewhere there were other hack racist jokes like <gasps> Chinese people put dogs in their food and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, like African booty scratch and stuff like that. Yeah, yes. it's just terrible, terrible racist jokes. Mm-hmm. But once I had Indian food, I think Indian people smell delicious. I okay? do too. What that? Not, what you call it? No, don't need to say anything ignorant or racist, Karen. I just no. Think, I about said that bread. I'm, a, I'm about to mispronounce the name of the bread. Okay. All right. Well. Did you, all right. It's non bread. Thank you. Um, I was kind of not on bread, but thank you. But yeah, but it is, I mean, it ch- change your palate. You racist piece of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why don't you go out, go out and try some, some different food. It'll change everything about your life. I'm yes, just saying. Ain't nothing like some good yellow curry. Yes. Just saying. Some Ooh. green curry. Cut the, drop the racism, pick up the fort. All right. Um, I wanted to say, um, most deaf might be a better rapper than Drake. Okay. But he'll never be as good an actor as Drake. Because Drake has been method acting his way through hip-hop for over a decade. And now he's the biggest rapper in the game. He's a child Canadian mixed-race star. And he has been masquerading as American black for over 15 years. And this motherfucker will not break character. And he's winning. He's, he is winning. I know most deaf can act. I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but his whole life isn't an act. Mm-mm. Motherfucking Jimmy has been. <laughs> Jimmy been talking about shooting people for <laughs> fucking 15 for years. Ye- and we just letting decades. him cook. We just letting him cook. We like, yep, yep. Go ahead and get him, get him dog. We've we been letting him threaten real gangsters from down here and shit. We like, hey, he's so good at rapping. We've been letting him. He's been winning battles with rappers. Like, I know he lost to Pusha T, but everybody else he was pretty much winning it was like damn y'all can none of y'all can point out this nigga's not even from here and so i gotta give him his credit he's there's a it's amazing that was an amazing job by uh jimmy as a uh, drake <laughs> as a rapper Aubrey, Aubrey, Aubrey be in his bag with the acting dog. for real though okay that's his lane he said i'm doing a Lil wayne impression and nobody's gonna stop me or whatever Mm-mm. uh and the last thought i had was I've been thinking about this for a while, but we are so lucky that uh, the conservative commentators have never linked up. Oh, that'd be too much for the world. And I I know why. It's because they're so anti-black. Oh, yeah. They can only be one. Highlanders. They can't link up with each other because they think all the negative things about black people about each other. And they they also know the grift from the inside out, meaning that Jason Whitlock knows that what he does requires no level of significant intelligence or skill. It's basically the least amount of skill you can have to just go over there and be like, white people are right, black people are wrong, mm-hmm. um, to a rabid group of racist white people who will be like, yeah, I agree. Right. Um, and they all have done it. You know, Stacey Dash, I mean, uh, Stacey Dash, I'm sure, was 
even more offensive to the coons who have been there for a long time because Stacey Dash is like a airhead model who has no political experience or commentating experience. And she was on the top of Fox News just being beautiful and, and, and coony. So I, I think mm-hmm. we're lucky that they haven't like coon clicked up and I'm been su- like, let's I'm, do it. I'm surprised they, they, they don't get a coon union because, you know, they're a coon union. But yes, 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 a coon union. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they haven't got one of those. But that would require membership of other blacks. Yeah. They would never let black people in. It was like whoever started the Coon Union would be like, all right, so um, we need to get some more people in this. Uh, any white people want to join? And the white people be like, why are we joining? It's a union for Coons. And they'd be like, fuck, hmm, that's a good point. I guess uh, we're going to close the union because I can't have no other black people in here. You know, like the most black coon people I've seen together were the blacks for Trump, the Kanye MAGA blacks, and they don't work together. They just showed up at that convention together and then they took like a picture and then they all separately left with their white spouses like fuck out fuck out of here if y'all think i'm about to like kick it with y'all i'm looking for the be the only chocolate chip in this white party come on so i'm i'm we're very lucky if fucking racy trash jason white lick and say shill realize the community that they could have over there because i think if they built it you would see those MAGA blacks and those people, they would come. Yes, they, they will because that, that, that'd be their home. They don't have a spot. They don't have a radio show. They don't have a podcast network because they won't work together. That's they. And you know what's crazy? If they did it, they wouldn't have to rely on white people as much. Right. Like they Instead of getting the seal of approval from these lowering and lowering and status platforms like Breitbart.com, OutKick and The Blades and shit, they would be able to get like their own thing and be like, nah, we doing it over here for the community and we are, uh, this is black owned and black ran and of course white opinions, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, y'all know what's happening. Yeah. Cause you know, and a lot of them, they wouldn't fade away because you know, since there can only be one every year or two is a new model. So you might be on, you know, on top, but they're going to replace your ass. I, but they wouldn't be able to replace you if y'all linked up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah like it's crazy they haven't, well, it's not crazy. We know why they haven't thought of it, but it is mm-hmm. It is wild that they don't see this easy solution just because they're so racist against themselves. Right. That's crazy. Like, wow, boy. Thank goodness. Really. Because, I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to take it. I, I guess the good news would be, finally, finally, all the coons are in one place mute you yes. know what i mean <laughs> like yeah no more going viral no more like oh van lathan had jason whitlock on his podcast so they could share some ideas and it went viral and it would just be like no there's no fucking need uh for us to even see what they saying over there because they all blocked they all muted we don't watch that channel we don't talk about it amongst mixed company or even ourselves that would be amazing <laughs> But they won't fucking do it. So instead, we're playing fucking coon whack-a-mole, whack-a-coon, where each one pop up, we hit it with the hammer, then the next one pop mm-hmm. up and be like, but I'm ready, I'm back. It's me, uh, Eli, Elijah Pearson, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You're just like, what is happening? I mean, the, the only two that got along, they were sisters, Jerry and Curl. You know, when Curl mm-hmm. passed, that was it. Yeah, what happened? They... One of them died because yeah. they couldn't have two. The, the world of horse uh, vacuum coon. Uh, but oh, it's CJ Pearson. You know what I meant, guys. Anyway, 
That's ah, it for ah. my banter. Uh, that was a lot. Let's get into the show. sad van jones would be on there somebody brought him up but no i didn't mean van jones but he'd probably be on it on the oh no he'd probably be over there man sad he didn't used to be like that uh election news new hampshire debates uh the new abc had a, a debate in new hampshire they were supposed to do abc store <laughs> what <laughs> sorry <laughs> Oh, ABC News. Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm with you now. My bad, y'all. My bad. <laughs> I'm about to say, they ain't, I was like, why is the ABC having a debate? That, well, I don't understand. This is, you know, the alcohol people. My bad, baby. <laughs> I just heard ABC. <laughs> Honestly, I would watch an ABC store debate with the Republican nominees. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. That I, might be the only way to get me to watch. I was so confused for a They was second. all just fucking drunk. <laughs> right? Like, Fuck you, god damn it. You are 9-11, Vivek Ramaswamy. Allah. <laughs> I will be here for it. Bring out the real, real. Mm-hmm. Well, what my opponent, Nimrata, yes, I said it, bitch. You not white. <laughs> yes. Sweet Caroline. Bam, bam, bam. Now, what was the question again? I will watch it. But um, ABC, the obviously the, the new television station, channel that yes. would host a debate, as is the way that they always have hosted debates and never by the ABC store no. in the history of anything. <laughs> different thing, y'all, different thing. Don't pay me no if attention If you want to see here. a debate at the ABC store, just go down there. Yes, they're going to have a debate on the red be, dot. There will be two or three people arguing outside. But, um, yeah, so they were going to do it, but they had to cancel it. Well, what happened? Well, uh, Trump obviously will not participate. Oh, he ain't participating. Despite shit. that, now that the caucuses have started and Iowa voted already, mm-hmm. Trump won in record time. Mm-hmm. They've never called a Iowa uh, caucus that early. That's what they were saying. People hadn't even cast their vote. They was like, "Oh, he won." I was like, "Well, goddamn." So, um, he. So you have that right. Then the other part of it is Nikki Haley says, "Well, if Trump won't debate, I'm not going to debate." They and the reason that Nikki Haley said that is because apparently the last debate they had, this is me going off of what people said. I didn't watch it, but she did not look as strong and Ron DeSantis looked better than her. And then in the Iowa caucus, Ron DeSantis finished ahead of her. Yeah, they was neck and, and neck. Yeah, she yeah. came in like third. But that's but that's not good because her whole point had been, why don't you just drop out? You don't have a chance. And then he beat her. Yes. And so now um, they they got a couple more states. I know South Carolina is one, and I forget the other one. But South Carolina is her home state, so mm-hmm. she may finish. But but basically they're splitting. 
Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis are splitting. Yeah, because there's nobody. If, they're not rallied behind like a single person to go up against Trump. And if they weren't splitting, maybe you see Trump losing. Maybe. Right. But we'll um, never maybe. know because these motherfuckers are so greedy to they be won't drop out. the second runner up because they're not going to be president like if they stay, both stay in. They're so greedy to be like second that they won't drop out. Right. Um, I don't know if they're angling for like a VP thing or what. I don't know what the plan is, but um, so she will not participate in the debate because now that she's the quote unquote front runner, she's got everything to lose, nothing to gain from doing these debates. And that's what Trump showed them. They're going to like, the fuck am I going to go out here for and look stupid? I'm not participating either. Yeah. um, I don't think it's what Trump showed them. Trump's been doing that because I think he knows that, uh, he can't. No, no. Actually, no, no, no. I agree with you. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Trump's bigger plan is essentially if I never have to face any questions or talk to these people, I can just do town halls and rallies. Correct. Something I can control. It's, yeah, it's just a home game for me. Yes, sir. And, and I guess now Nikki Haley, since she's kind of caught up, feels like I need home games too. So maybe they'll all be out doing separate rallies and town halls and bullshit. But, uh, yeah, there won't be a debate now. ABC had to cancel the shit. And also, Vivek Ramaswamy's dropped out. Mm-hmm. Chris Christie's oh, dropped out. Was, yeah, a lot of them uh, was OB, he dropped out. Like, mm-hmm. it's, there's not a lot of people left. Right, and, you know, it, it, it was like oh, a... and Mike Pence, go ahead. They had a 21-clown car race, and I was like, oh, yeah, all these people ain't gonna last. And I think Iowa was the theme, because that's where it starts with them. And when a lot of was getting half a percentage, 0.1%, 2%, 3%, like they, you know, wouldn't even coming off of the ground. And also I think they, it was like super fucking cold there. And so they didn't get a, it was a low turnout and shit like that. So I think some of them probably would have charted higher if they would have had. The debate at the ABC store. I agree. <laughs> yes, if they had it at the ABC store. <laughs> uh, CNN poll percentage of Republicans who think Biden's 2020 win was illegitimate. Ticks back up near 70%. Um, yeah, and this, these people are reprehensible. Yes, you can't win because they don't share the same amount, the same set of facts. Mm-mm. The white people's feelings are more legitimate than facts in America. Yes, they are. And Republican voters are mostly white. So if they feel like it wasn't legitimate despite any evidence to the contrary despite multiple investigations turning up nothing despite grifters coming in and taking their money and then going uh we stole the money but also we didn't find any fraud right doesn't matter despite you know everything that we heard despite evidence of 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 trump being the one to try to tamper with votes and phone call evidence and all this stuff People literally going on trial. Some of them going to end up uh, pleading and um, testifying that they did interfere. Mm -hmm. Even with all that, these motherfuckers are like, we don't want Biden to be president. Therefore, he is illegitimate. He stole the election because how could he have a thing that white people did not want him to have? Period. Um, They can't be reasoned with or bargain with. And that's why I'm afraid of this whole, like, 2024 people Mm -hmm. trying to... um, to uh, uh, l- trying to depress the vote and promote apathy and you know and bring Charlemagne on and and yep. and you know do all this like let's express rage and no with no specifics by the way right. I was listening to Higher Learning and Van Lathan was bringing up the Charlemagne thing with with his co-host and um 
And she, I agree with her. Her, I thought she was making good points. Rachel, I agree with Rachel. But they were talking, and then he was kind of defending the Charlemagne thing, not 100% agreeing, but on the, like, why can't we say that we're not happy with Joe Biden, blah, blah, blah. And this this happened again, and and every time it happens, I always notice it. They never say the specifics. No, they, they're like, just they, talking. Like, they say, like, you know, Joe Biden ran on these th- promises for black people, and he didn't live up to them. What Name promises? them. What were the promises? What did he not live up to? Right. And then later they'll be like, and if the messages are getting out there, it's his fault. And it's like, what message? You didn't say anything specific. You just generalized. And they purposefully with your feelings. do that. Yes. And, and the same thing happens with Charlemagne. It's, it's very frustrating. And it is a big thing online. And when you prove them wrong, because once you say specifics, I can go get the receipts and be like, here's what has happened. Right. Here's what's been attempted and here's what's been accomplished. If something didn't happen, here's why. It's very easy because the information is out there, but they won't get specific because it's really about expressing this, like, grievance and not any, like, facts, you know? And I, like I said, I'm more than happy to hear critical facts, critical yes. things. I'm more than happy to hear that because it gives people something to work on, a place to start, something to negotiate with. But this just general thing, it makes me feel like we want what this 70% of white people that vote in this shit get, which is our facts should, our feelings should be facts. I don't feel happy and proud and good right now, so I'm going to say stuff as if it's factual, but I ain't backing it up with no facts. Yeah, and regardless if the reality of it is opposite, regardless of if there's things and laws and shit that have been passed, because my thing is there's no perfect candidate. And so nobody, there's no perfect candidate. And I want a candidate that at least if there are problems, they are at least willing to listen what's the point of a candidate when anything you suggest they go fuck that i'm not doing that bullshit and uh it's very frustrating and i'm to the point now where i how can i say this i don't want to deal with the stupidity and the ignorance anymore i don't so it's one of those things where, you know, people act like it's the, it's the same rodeo show that we've always had where the closer you get to voting time, more and more people, and they are the loudest. They're not voting. You know, they haven't done this. They haven't done that. Whatever their one pet peeve is, they take that, and that determines everything. But when you look at the candidate, you look at the entire, the whole candidate. Just like you are an entire person, they're an entire candidate. And so the thing is, the things that you want by having this other person in office, do you think you're really going to accomplish your goals at all? Or do you think they're just going to regress further back? And when you start asking people those questions, they really don't have answers because a lot of people haven't really thought that far. And a lot of them, because the thing about feelings, and when you try to use logic against feelings, if feelings... Feelings can be in logic. So if I have a feeling about something that's based in logic, you come up with logic, we can talk about, discuss it, and all that type of stuff. But if you're just strictly in feelings and nothing else but your feelings and you don't apply any logic to it, it's, it, it's, it's like you're just talking. 
and yeah, nothing and, is and accomplished. Think, yeah, I think it's frustrating because you can make up feelings. Like feelings, yes. feelings don't necessarily have to be logical. Um, and I can show you like, but this happened, this happened, and this happened, and you can go, well, I don't feel like, and I think for a lot of, on a deeper level, I think a lot of us covet what whiteness has gotten, and we would like it too. Right. Um, regardless of it being something that is bad for them, bad for America, bad for us, a lot of people want to be white. Uh, that is the promise of America for everybody just about, except black people, um, except some coons do buy into that too. But this idea of I can be white if I wish it enough, if if the world will respond to me and my feelings as if they should react to my feelings, regardless of any um, any level of uh, reality. Um, and I think we're envious of it because we've watched white people have it. The whole American experiment mm-hmm. has been we don't feel like these native people, this is their land. It's ours now. Fuck we, whatever the law says. Okay, we yeah, don't give a goddamn yeah, we, what your law says. If we don't feel like implementing it, well, it don't matter. There, there was no law for them to, to 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 break as far as they were concerned. Right. They just decided this is our land now. And they decided that you aren't a person. I I you're a, you I own you. And um you're happy that I own you because I decided that you're happy that I own you. Right. Um and no you can't read and no you can't do this. Um, and this is a land of freedom and blah, 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 but you're not allowed to vote. And if you're a woman, you're not allowed to vote. And if you're brown or you're not allowed to vote, if you, you know. And so we've watched what they've amassed and what they've accumulated in the head start and the privilege that they have in life from their feelings being treated as facts. They decided that they didn't feel like doing that shit. And to a lot of black people, especially black men, they covet that they're like Mm -hmm. what is true progress is the day that my feelings are turned into facts and whatever party is willing to do that is the only one i want to vote for and unfortunately uh or maybe fortunately or foolishly or whatever but they're that's never going to happen i mean actually it's fortunate i don't want it to happen but that's never going to happen but they get so mad at democrats because they're like why aren't you just making me feel like these white people feel all the time? You know, I listen to, you know, like a Bakari Sellers or somebody, and they'll complain, uh, even Roland Martin to a certain degree. There's a lot of, like, black men complaining, I don't feel represented by this administration, da 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 It's a lot of black women in it, but what about me as a black man? And you know what I kept thinking was, like, when it was mostly black men and no black women, y'all were like, that's representing the black race. Right. Y'all didn't spend years complaining where were the black women. Y'all didn't say that shit at all. Y'all were like, you don't care. This is black power. This the blackness is for the men. You know, womanhood is for white women. Blackness is for the men. And right. So, I think that's one of the reasons you see black men voting uh, Republican at a higher clip than black women. Black men promoting apathy at a higher clip than black women. And you know, of course, online is not necessarily the best. Uh, determination because I think offline is still where the voting happens. Like mm-hmm. people, people spend all day on Twitter fighting and stuff. Or you know, you go on your podcast and you say whatever. But a lot of those people don't really speak for the community because at the end of the day, the community votes and they vote Democrat. It doesn't mean that they're like staunch Democratic, like it, it down and like down with everything. But but they definitely don't do this like 
fuck, it will be okay, especially those of us that don't live in a California or in New York. Right. Those of us that live places where the majority of black people live, which is places like, you know, in the South, South. places where um, your rights are on the line every ballot and a half measure or a statement or a protest won't work. Mm-mm. You really do need to fight every single time. So, But uh, it's been interesting because I do think there's some good news coming out of these caucuses. Um, and I don't know who else has said it, but if Trump won, he uh, he barely won, and he may have even lost if one of these motherfuckers would have just dropped out. That's right. not good for Trump, meaning he has lost a percentage of that vote. There's a like there are enough people because as close as our elections are in America, everything becomes about the threat of Trump and if he can win and all this stuff. But just math, just looking at the fucking math. It'll be interesting if this trend continues, because I, while I don't believe that if those people dropped out, 100 percent of them don't go. I'm not voting for Trump. Now, obviously, that's, that, that wouldn't even make sense. But I do have to wonder, like what the numbers are, because. Even with them calling it early, the final results were like, huh, that's not like that far off. Just uh, there are people who just aren't going to vote as much. Possibly. Right. Possibly. We'll see. Because remember, yeah, we'll it was extra cold. Numbers. Yeah. So turnout was down no matter what. Yeah, in Iowa, yes. So look, we'll find out. But once you start getting some of these other states, yes. Yeah, but that is kind of interesting to see, like, if he's been affected by all these trials and shit and that, and that there's like obviously not a majority, but if there's enough Republicans that are like, yeah, I don't want to vote for this dude because I really do enjoy seeing them do more fighting than us. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do enjoy having an incumbent so that we don't have to deal with all this shit. Cause end of the day you can bitch and complain, but I mean, you either voting for Biden or you're not, you're not, it's not really like there's 12 choices where we got to go through, motherfuckers being <laughs> anyway just go ahead go ahead yeah and it's also you know one of the things when you look at it and you're like okay you know we'll see like as they begin to travel and also listening to the daily and some of these other podcasts it's a percentage of republicans that are like anybody but trump like they are like not that nigga not him no i'm goddamn tired you know it's people this farming it was like yeah i voted for trump he passed them tariffs now all of a sudden my shit went up because of his policies yeah I, like i said i'm it's gonna be interesting because i i i don't like it'll be interesting to see if, if that's even a significant percentage or significant enough because the, the elections are close mm-hmm. and all this shit may have worn some people down. Now, the people that have been, bo- there's a lot of people that have been bolstered by it and d- tripled down on Trump. And like I said, now 70% of them are like, Biden's an illegitimate pre- president, which to me is a sign of supporting Trump. But um, it'll be in, I'm going to be paying attention to these numbers, I'm going to say. Um, meanwhile, Trump is in, in court. Uh, furious Trump shakes his head and discusses. Judge says he sexually assaulted E. Jean Carroll. And dramatic $10 million civil defamation trial. Yeah, he's in court Tuesday. Yeah, one reason why he's not doing a lot of these debates because he's in fucking court. And then a lot of times, um, and he, in a lot of some of them, he has to be there. He can't, quote, unquote, opt out. He has to be there. And then um, 
also, like you said, when they're having the debates, oh, he purposely times a town hall meeting right at the debate to fuck up their numbers anyway. Um, yeah, so he's uh, liable for uh, for $10 million in damages, apparently, or her lawyers are asking for $10 million in damages because he called her a liar after she claimed he raped her and after he was, like, found guilty of it. So Yeah, like you said, him out here yicking and yakking and shit and talking, he was like, yeah, dog, somebody gonna be like, you broke, a, you broke the NDA, I'm suing. Yeah, so he was in court for that shit. Uh, special counsel Jack Smith can access Trump's Twitter. Judge rejects appeal that would have denied access to the ex-president's social media feed in election interference case. So he did tweet out shit. He was always tweeting out problematic shit. And now and that's that, public records. And now that will be allowed into the courtroom um, as part of public records. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, at first, Elon Musk and Twitter tried not to comply with the warrant from Jack Smith. They eventually did comply with the warrant. Um, the release included at least 32 direct messages sent by Trump. Uh, four judges appointed by Republican president slammed the full court's decision not to rehear the case in a 12-page statement. Uh, U.S. Circuit Judge Naomi uh, Naomi Rao, a Trump appointee, wrote the, the statement, and it was signed by Circuit Judges Justin Walker, Gregory Katzis, and Karen Henderson. Yeah, I mean, Trump elected a lot of judges because... Uh, People couldn't be bothered because their feelings did. I guess their feelings were too important in 2016, <laughs> and they said fuck them facts. I I don't I don't know I don't know. I'm not gonna do the same rant. I'm moving on. Yeah, uh, and, and it's also one of those mm-hmm. things where, particularly with that particular account, it's the presidential account, and so you know. It's well, why if you remember, I don't think he ever used the POTUS account. He used his oh, personal person. Twitter. Okay, at, and just basically. Uh, act like he still acted as president, but with his personal Twitter, it was fucking insane. Right, and it was like, "Hey, dog, you, you tweet from this account. This is the account we're gonna use." Um, yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that's happening. Uh, January six rioters, the far right claim were Antifa, keep getting unmasked as Trump supporters. Of course. So they started these uh, conspiracies to be like, "This was never. We were set up." Trump supporters did not run up on the Capitol building. It was y'all didn't march down there after he had that rally. Y'all so y'all just everybody just Antifa just decided to come in and just pretend to be Trump supporters. It was uh, far left agitators coming in and pretending to be MAGA, but really we were cool, docile people that would never do something like that, and they would be in dicks about it. And turns out, oops, uh, the people are, that they have started these uh, conspiracy theories. Um, on like QAnon and and on the right wing Reddit, they have these people that they're like, this person was a secretly a, a liberal, but they pretend to be Trump, a uh, uh, Trump supporter. They're they're finding out that these people are all Trump supporters. Of course. So, uh, good luck with that one. Good luck to you good all. Luck with that one. Um, all right, let's get out of the political news. I know it's a drag, and uh, Newsy's probably skipped this part already. <laughs> Um, let's get to some other stuff. Um, Bruno Mars, 13 year relationship with, oh wait, shit, I should play music so I know how to make some money. Uh, 
Lamar's 13-year relationship with his girlfriend, Jessica Caban, is on the rocks after spending holidays apart. Oh, I know. Can't believe it. I know, right? Um, I thought I thought he was I thought he was better than that, you know. But uh, maybe we should have known there were some clues, you know, that we had heard, you know, that he was saying. He was like, "This bitch," is, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> should have known." That's never a good sign. Should have known, Bruno, and uh. And then to bring it full circle, uh, Anderson Pock is filed from divorce. Is has filed from divorce from his wife. Oh, what's happening? Jalen Chain. I don't know, but they, they did mu- that album together. I'm about to say they was and they were touring and shit too. Yeah, I bet she took a toll. They must have been smoking out the window. They doing something, or whatever. Um, they were like, "This talk about me? No, baby, it ain't." <laughs> Um, I mean, I thought he would have, you know, like jumped in front of a grenade for or something like that. Uh, Jumped in front of a train for, but apparently not. Mm -hmm. Um, Uptown Funk was too strong. Apparently it was. And, uh, he can't, they're moving on. I'm so sad for them, you know? Me too. Although, hey, look, if y'all been trying to get into the short Kings. Come on. Now's the time. They put on a hell of a show. Child, if I can if I can get a ticket to him in Vegas, I'm going. Me uh, and your mama. Food critic Keith Lee ends Bay Area food tour over safety concerns. Oh no! Sa- says San Francisco is not a place for tourists right now. Uh, before providing a bit of background info, he offered his thanks to all the residents of Bay Area who showed him and his family love. Uh, well, yeah, he said he can't. Uh, he can't do it. Uh, I think I got the video here. Let me make sure. Hopefully the audio works now that I'm using a different browser. God, please let this work. Um, let me see if this will work. Um, the food tour is officially okay. over prematurely, and we're going to get straight into it. Let's talk about it. There are a few reasons why, as a family, we decided to end the food tour short. But before I get to that, I truly want to say from the bottom of heart, I appreciate every single bit of love. The people at the Bay were absolutely amazing, and I'll never forget the hospitality and the love that y'all showed me. Reason number one, I truly don't believe the Bay is a place for tourists right now, and that's what I was, a tourist. The people in the Bay are just focused on surviving. That's the business owners, the locals. The amount of tents and living structures and burnt up cars that we saw people living in was shocking to say the least. Before we went, people was comparing it to Gotham City. Now, I might not agree, but I understand where it's coming from. But I can't harp on it enough that the people are amazing. It's just an environment. And as an outsider, I wish the city would step in. I don't know if they have. I don't know if they've been trying. But just from the outside looking in, it don't seem like it was much city interference. Reason number two, and this is no particular order. We went to a lot of restaurants, popular restaurants, not popular restaurants, mom and pop shops. And this is the first city where I have over six videos that I don't feel comfortable with posting because nothing about my experience was constructive and nothing that I said was constructive. I've always been big on honesty. I've always been big on transparency. But I've never been big on completely tearing down anybody. And I feel like those six videos only doing that. And I've always said, I'm absolutely blessed to do this. But it does take a lot of money. It does take a lot of resources to do. At the moment, everything comes out of pocket. So when we had that many restaurants that we couldn't do anything with, that was just another deciding factor. Number three, and probably the most important, I had to go to the hospital because I had an allergic reaction to one of the meals I had. This restaurant in particular cooked a plethora of meats, including shellfish. My family specifically asked if they cooked it on the same grill. They said yes, but they would clean it. The second I ate it, I blew up like a balloon. I had to get some steroids and some allergy medicine and it cleared right up. But it was a health concern nonetheless, and that was another reason why we decided to go home. I also think the Bay wasn't the target audience for what it is that we do. 90% of restaurants that the locals said had great food was already booming. And the people from the Bay are a loyal community. So if your food is good, the I'm gonna be out the door. All right, 
right, so sounds like he had to cut it short. Some people were mad at him. Some people was like, he should have put up the videos anyway. It's about being honest and da-da-da. But then I remember with the Atlanta thing, people got mad because it was like, why is he saying anything negative ever? It should only be about uplifting people. He seemed like a genuine dude to me. I don't know him, but mm-hmm. just from the content he puts out, it seems like at least the content isn't designed to just be like, how can I go viral from shitting on people? Um, and I think the internet loves misery, and so there's a lot of people that kind of want him to do the videos that shit on people. Like, I see those people all the time. to put it out anyway. But I don't trust those people because I think, one, they don't understand his, uh, his brand. Right. They really don't. And most a lot of people don't understand brand. There's like a level of honesty and authenticity, but there's also a level of like you like he would lose a lot of the goodwill he has if he put out mean reviews. Yes, yes um, he would. Yeah, yeah. cuz a- as somebody who's a fan of his, yes, because you know, I personally like the positivity. So, so whatever people I enjoy him enjoying the food, telling me about the experience and things like that. You know, and uh, I think for um, me, like a lot of shit, he's telling people about his personal experience. And he was basically like, I'm a tourist. I don't live here. And, you know, we've heard people in the air, you know, that live from there going, hey, dog, we do have a homeless problem. Like, like just in California, like, it was like, yeah, homeless rate is high. The houses are high. People don't have places to stay. Like, it's, it's, it's across the whole state. You know what I'm saying? And like anything else, it impacts the larger cities more than any other area. So, you know, he was just telling his truth and the experience that he had, but he's not from there. And so you have people from there, quote, unquote, and I understand being offended because of what he said, but like he said, he is a tourist, so he his perspective is coming from somebody who doesn't live there every day. Yeah, I mean, and also uh, everyone knew he was coming because he made a video of, like, we're coming to the Bay. And so people were expecting a video. Uh, so I think that's why he posted the video to explain to his fans and right. to the people that were like, desire because you know people ask him to go to certain places and all yeah, this shit do. so he didn't want to come out and just be like let's just pretend it never happened it's like you got to come out and explain it um and i thought that was a you know a decent thing to do to be like man i'm not just gonna shit on these folks man they're going through some things right i got sick like he could clearly make a video shitting on that place and be like uh they told me the shellfish da da da, but fuck them i got sick i was in the hospital but, but no business need to deal with that negative fallout. Correct. And the fervor that people have for his recommendations are crazy. Yeah. People. Like, it would be fine if people would be reasonable, which is never a part of the equation. We're always like, well, people act crazy. That's just what it is. But it's always like, but we don't have to act crazy. He can say, I like a restaurant. And it doesn't mean, like, you need to drop everything and, like, make a line around the block. And if he don't like something, it doesn't mean you need to go online and, like, uh, you know, harass those people. But, unfortunately, people just won't fucking cooperate so i I get that he was in a tough situation Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's as honest as you can be with a review without turning into like let me shit on this let me shit on this on these places for the clicks because honestly if he would have shit it on six places in a row in addition to taking a hit to his own reputation uh people would have been like sharing that stuff it would have been very much talked about so if he was like a greedy type of nigga, he, he could have just put it out there and just been like, fuck it, I'm going to get the clicks. Yeah, that that's true. And and, and the thing is, uh, uh, this is the quote-unquote fickle part of the internet, you know, because people feel certain ways about their city, where they raised, where they're from, and you're going to have people 
who are going to complain just because you said anything. You're going to have people that going to be happy because you said anything. You know, you're going to have people that, you, and on top of that, he's so big now. You got people, niggas that just don't like him. They don't feel like he's a valid, quote unquote, food critic, which he never said he was. Yeah. You know, and so it's like literally a mixture of a whole lot of things. And then, you know, people own these places and I get it. You're sensitive about your shit. Because this is something that you've invested in and things like that, you know. And, you know, it's one of those things where because of who he is, like saying his brand and things that like, I know somebody like me who actually consumes his stuff will be like, you know, and I understand all reviews don't have to be, you know, 10, 10, 10s all around. But, yeah, somebody like me would be like, okay, like this is kind of very negative, you know, and things like that. Yeah, and, like, also keep in mind that he goes out his way to be like, this is just my experience. Right. But look how people treat it. They don't go, maybe they had an off day. They don't go, um, they just go, that's a bad restaurant now. Yes, they do. Um, You know, I see, you know, Lamont in the chat room making, you know, comments, every other comment. But he's like, yeah, well, you have to be honest with these reviews because people spend their money. Right, you're treating the review like it is literally... That is what the restaurant is. Keith Lee doesn't even want that. He spends most of his review being like, hey, hey, it could be this. It could be that. This is my experience. I didn't like this, but that doesn't mean you won't like this. Motherfuckers don't care. They want to be mean. They want to be upset. Right. They want to ride on these restaurants. And he has to be, because we won't be, as a general public, because we won't be reasonable with ourselves, he has to now treat these motherfuckers with a bunch of caution, like, hey, 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 I'm not trying to start no shit. So that, honestly, if we weren't fucking psychopaths, right? I think he could have shared a review and been like, I had six bad experiences, or it was just okay to me. And people, if in a reasonable world, people would be like, okay, yeah, it was, you know, I might go check out the place myself, and if it's, you know, it, maybe I agree with him, maybe I don't. That hasn't been what we've been experiencing. It's really been like a really rabid uh, fan base mm-hmm. both ways. Yeah, and for so the people that love him and for the it's people It's put that him don't. in a position that he can't just be like a regular person and be like, oh, I didn't like this restaurant because motherfuckers are crazy. Yeah, yeah, and, and people overreact, like you say, on both sides. And I think uh, it, it got to be very different. Like I said, you got brand, you have money. It's, it's a lot of things more tied to it than you just – putting a video out for the sake of putting a video yeah we out. review stuff for live smacking good but i've never had to deal with the pressure of our fans being fucking assholes right if our fans were assholes i'd be like uh well i guess we don't do reviews anymore because that's not what i want from this right you know oh yeah they just death threatened this person okay well now you put me in a spot to where i can't reasonably do another review that's bad because you said you want to kill somebody that's fucking insane yes like <laughs> Like, let's just be honest about what's happening, you know? Um, and, and also, like, the thing with Atlanta was people put them up to go to this restaurant because I do want to shit on them. I don't like that restaurant, and I don't like what they're doing. And if you have a bad experience, I can now run around and be like, see, fuck them, I told y'all. And so you have to be careful of that shit, too. It's, it's crazy out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's almost like a... Uh, uh, catch 22 because like you say his thing is hey I'm uplifting and things like that and the people have turned it into everything but the foundation he started to like I said I'd argue his negative reviews aren't even that negative they are not so I just you know it's 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 and for me that's one reason why I enjoy them but that's just me right 
Um, so, well, if it's not, it's not his fans, it's just the internet piling on. Even that is Lamont. The reason that that doesn't matter is because it's going to happen. So he has to operate with it in mind that the internet will pile on. So it's not really a deterrent what you're saying because what's going to happen is going to happen. So he has to have that in mind. He can't just do like us and leave a Yelp review and be like, I didn't like it and be like, well, everyone will be cool. Unfortunately, motherfuckers are assholes. They are. Um, all right. The incredible shrinking podcast industry. I saw this on semaphore.com mm-hmm. and it's just made me think about, you know, the show and stuff we deal with here as podcasters and whatnot. But, um, the uh, podcast industry is struggling right now. Mm-hmm. And struggling really is more, it's really more, com- it's finding a new norm. I shouldn't say struggling. But it, a lot of stuff was inflated. Yes. And now it's coming back down to like v- real numbers. Mm-hmm. Particularly with Apple. Yeah. So Apple used to do this thing where, if someone subscribed to your podcast, even if they didn't really listen that much, it counted as a listen. And if they downloaded the podcast, it, it still counted as a listen. And they would even do things where, like, say you started listening to the Blackout Tips at episode 100. And then for some reason, uh, you went into a coma, you came out seven years later, and now we're on episode 3,000. If you hit, I want to listen to the latest episode, episode 3,000, Apple would count everything from episode 100 to episode 3000 as like, that's a listen, that's a listen. Despite you didn't go listen to any of them. What this does is inflates the podcast listening statistics. Yes. Which matters to advertisers. Mm -hmm. So advertisers will pay people based on presumed listens. Like, but especially when you can't really track uh, with certain apps, you can't track if they listen to your ad or not. Right. But if I, but if they find out, hey, I had an ad on this podcast. This podcast got thirty thousand downloads. I will pay you X amount of money for the fact that thirty thousand people downloaded this, and I hope that a certain amount of them heard my ad. Agreed. Well, Apple stopped doing all that shit. Yeah, they was like, we're giving, we're gonna give y'all real numbers. We're not gonna inflate your numbers. We're actually going to count the shit that people actually listen to. Even if they download it, we, we, they got to get play. And so when they did that, you have a lot of people that are in contract with people. And they, their thing was, we hit this amount of money, and that's what they were getting paid. And all of a sudden, them shits is tanking, and it's a problem. And it came with no immediate warning, meaning Apple didn't, like, let everybody know, hey, your podcast numbers might be about to drastically drop, which means... There were people in the middle of contracts with advertisers based on these old numbers being like, hey, our podcast gets 100,000 downloads an episode. You sign up for X amount of things and they got cool. As long as you got a minimum of 100,000 downloads, we're going to pay you this much. Then just next day, Apple's like, yeah, you lost 40% of your downloads. Mm -hmm. Now you're not meeting the minimum requirement to fulfill the contract. Right, and it's a problem. Um. Yeah, the one podcast network told Semaphore it has seen downloads drop between single digits and low double digits depending on the show. Another well-known podcaster and executive said for some shows, the decline is downloads was as high as 40%. And um, I, be- I can definitely see that. I think mm-hmm. one of the things for us that's a little different, but it would have happened to us for the record, uh, if we had never signed that Spotify exclusivity deal and we had just been out here this whole time, 
uh, there was a lot of people that just have us in their podcast rotation for uh, over a decade. Mm-hmm. And they may or may not even listen. They just have right. us. They they got a new phone. It immediately uploads it to the Apple podcast app or whatever. Well, once you start being like, but are you actually listening? Then all of a sudden, that, for legacy podcasts, for old shows like us, that's a ton of that's a ton of downloads. Right. And the thing is, when we was exclusive on Spotify, Spotify kept statistics. Like, their statistics was like, we can control it. We're looking at it. These are like your real numbers based off if they clicked, if they played, how long they played. Like, we could see all of them shits. And at that period of time, that's when Apple made these adjustments. And keep in mind, podcast statistics and metrics are not widely shared. Nope. And they don't publish them on these platforms. Mm -mm. So there's a level of like, I don't want to say dishonesty, but yeah, they don't have a metric. There's a level of non-transparency. Yes. And so there's certain podcasts that we treat like they're a big deal because, you know, we do know the top 10 podcasts in Apple's podcast charts, but we don't know what the number is. Nope. Um, And so there's some shows that you think are a bigger deal than they are because they make those lists. But you don't know their download numbers. And there's some shows that you think ain't shit that are pulling up more downloads than you than than, than other some of these bigger shows. Agreed. And and one of the things that's very interesting about this is you wouldn't know it. Um and you could be one of these podcasts yourself. How many podcasters kick themselves in the ass every day because they're like, Man, no one's downloading my shit, man. I ain't do this. I can't do this. And you go look up one of these like articles about statistics and stuff, and they're like, the average podcast gets a hundred downloads, and you're like, well, shit, I'm getting more than a hundred, right? You know, so okay, so where am I really? You know, and I'm sure, obviously, you have your legacy tentpole podcast, like the daily and stuff like that, but a lot of that is affected by uh, uh, relationships within the industry. So, like, if the daily can figure a way out for Spotify to promote them as a top bill podcast or if Spotify buys a certain podcast and they're like, all right, everybody log in. You're going to see Joe Rogan. First thing that, you see that, that show will get more plays and more listens and more downloads. Right. But that kind of stuff is not talked about. It's very hush hush. So if the daily has a, a something with Apple and Spotify and stuff, cause they can afford it. Cause they're the New York times. We'll never know. You know, like we just get, we just got to assume they getting it on the fair, but none of these things are really fair right um but yeah numbers have gone down and it's more but now the numbers are more accurate yeah they're more real yeah yeah to to what they what they really truly are and it's it's going to be a bring a balance i think you know this has been something that once it happened not and the thing about apple apple is so big for apple a lot of apple pushes their podcast to some of these other platforms that you listen to, a lot of them just picks up Apple's, whatever Apple the fuck Apple's mm-hmm. doing. And so because Apple made this adjustment, uh, all the podcast matrix across the board, I know that's funny, it said, oh, our numbers have failed, you know, year over year, 5%, 10%, or whatever it is, like, like, like our numbers are getting fucked up because they adjusted their shit. And Apple is wild as fuck because as a podcaster, they offer like subscription models and stuff, kind of like a Patreon could do, where you can put bonus mm-hmm. episodes and stuff. But they take such a high I, percentage, ain't it high? compared to other uh, models it's that ridiculous. Um, 
it doesn't really make sense to go premium with Apple because they're taking so much of your fucking money. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ask JL Covan about this with Cameo, where it's like the easiest, don't sign up through Apple. Don't like go to the website and sign up. You'll save money and I'll make more money because Apple is fucking greedy. So like they put you in a position to depend on them while also fucking you the hardest, you know? Um, they also did this thing too, where if you had like a subscription podcast, uh, Apple, uh, had they privately acknowledged to some podcasters that it had accidentally included unlistened bonus episodes and segments in its automatic download count. So that what that means is let's say we put out something that's behind a paywall, but it shows up in our feed, right? You go, I'm not listening to that or I can't afford to listen to that. I didn't pay for that, whatever. Right. They still will count that as, well, that's an episode that people didn't listen to. You add up enough of those and they count, they start counting the, they start counting, um, uh, that as people stop listening to oh, your and show, that, and, that's and that takes your numbers down. What? Yep, they had to apologize because it shouldn't have done that. But yeah, it's, it's crazy, and and we've already seen a lot of divesting in the tech space anyway. Like a lot of layoffs. Spotify laid a lot of people off. A lot of uh, letting these podcasters go, not renewing their contracts when they got these big celebrity podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't really work out. Um, and also, as people that have been podcasting for a very, very long time, we were before Stitcher and we're after Stitcher. And the thing is, with at one period of time, Stitcher was the standard. And Stitcher was actually, at one period of time, a excellent podcast. They even had Stitcher's Awards. Like, it was like a big thing for Stitcher. Stitcher got bought and it went down the drain. Like, I really do think, I'm not trying to find it, if Stitcher would have had the investment because it was literally ahead of its time. It was simple, easy to use. Suggestions was great. You can monitor how 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 um, many hours I listen, you know, how many minutes I listen, you know. Like, it was such a great podcast, but then once they started, once they got bought, it was just... Podcast app. Podcast yeah. app, yes. Mm-hmm. Once they got bought, it was just very... It was very sad to see uh, how it uh, ended uh, with Stitcher because, like I said, Stitcher at one period of time was literally a great app. And there's, there's several other apps out there. None of them, in my opinion, are perfect because some have some things, some have other things. And also, if you are an avid podcast listener like me, there are certain things that are standard that some podcast apps either don't have or they fucking charge you for. Like, why are you charging me for some of the basic-ass shit that your things should just be able to do? Yep. All right. Let's move on. Um, let's do some guest race. We've been doing this for like an hour and a half. Let's just move into some uh, guest race so we can start wrapping this thing on up. You know how it is, everybody. Uh, where's my guest race music? What the fuck? Oh, oh, oh okay. I see. Oh, in the wrong folder, guys. That's on me. Uh, <laughs> all right, guest race. <laughs> Purchasing a meatball sandwich for his nephew, a Florida man poured Visine all over the food, which was later partially consumed by his relative. 
It led for yes. Yes. It can poison you. It can kill you if you consume it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, they arrested a man on a felony poisoning charge. Investigators say James Leach, 45, was at the market near his Pinellas Park home Wednesday evening when he asked an employee for a bottle of Visine due to having dry eyes. Upon securing the Visine, he allegedly opened a container of food and proceeded to pour the eye drip solution all over the meatball sandwich inside. When the worker declared that the liquid could hurt someone, Leach reportedly replied that it would only cause the victim to shit himself and puke his brains out. Visine's active ingredient, tetrahydrosoline, uh, hydrochloride, can actually be lethal if ingested. Oh. The market employee who described Leach as a regular customer said the suspect had issues with his nephew and declared that he hated his kin. Leach and the victim resided together reside together and have a long history of domestic related issues, say cops, who added that officers have uh, answered several phone, prior calls to the uh for service at the pair's home. Uh they received a nine one one call from the market. Police reviewed the security footage. Uh, they show it clearly showed Leach dousing the meatball sandwich of Visine. When police subsequently arrived, oh, four eight k, ever sharp that is. When police su- subsequently arrived at Leach's home, he declined to answer questions and requested a lawyer. The victim said he had only consumed a small portion of the sandwich before the cops showed up, and was unaware that Visine had been added to his meal. While medical help was summoned to the victim, he ultimately refused treatment. Uh, he was charged with food poisoning of food or water a felony. He is locked up in lieu of fifty thousand dollars bond. Uh, he has pleaded not guilty. Uh, he can have no contact not with guilty. the victim. He was filmed. Not yeah. guilty. They ain't got me on camera. Still in no boxes. Karen, guess the race. What's his name? James Leach. White. Karen's going with white for this one. Man, I, I watched a uh, snapped or something one time. Where someone killed their like roommate with this shit, so like you can <gasps> die from this. Uh, red eyes, white. White is the whites of their eyes. True crime episode. Spouses do this to each other. White, white. Trailer park white. Meatball sub white. Florida's version of punked white. White. He was a sweet kid. White, white. Extra male white. Uh, poisonous and white shit. The correct answer is everyone said the same thing and everyone got it right. White. Maybe that's what they put in Keith Lee food, you know? So I hope not. did that review. Uh, all right, well, child. His eyes is clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, this is the greatest ad for Visine I've ever seen. I clear, ain't it? Uh, <laughs> he started putting some in his eyes when the cops got there. See, I, I was just using it for this. Uh, all right, let's get to the next one. Um, how about um, federal drug prosecutor? Offered cops business car in DUI crash arrest. That doesn't seem good. No, what was your business? He's a federal drug prosecutor. So he gave him his business card. The officer was like, I've worked with you, Jim. Uh, What's happening here? Right. It's like, do y'all know who I am? I mean, yeah. (laughs) Like, but that's not good. Uh, Yeah, I see you at the courthouse. One of the country's most prolific federal narcotics prosecutors was captured offering his business card to police to avoid being charged in a hit and run while his blood alcohol level was over twice the legal limit. Joseph a hit and run. Wow. Joseph Ruddy, 
59 was outside his home with his business card in hand as officers with the Tampa Police Department. God damn, everything happens in Florida. Uh, investigated the crash. Appearing heavily intoxicated in footage obtained by the Associated Press, Ruddy is seen hunched over his pickup truck when police arrive. He waves his card in the direction of the approaching officers as he attempts to stand up straight. What, what are you trying to hand me, the officer asked. Uh, you realize when my they pull my body-worn camera footage and they see this, this is going to go really bad. A witness told police... You've been warned, sir. Ruddy didn't attempt to hit the brake when he crashed. (gasps) He just kept going. He was swerving all the way up the road. I'm like, no, he's going to hurt somebody. So I just followed him until I got the tag number and just called and reported it. Uh, Footage shows Ruddy admitting he fled from the hit-and-run scene. You hit a vehicle and you ran. You ran because you're drunk. You probably didn't realize you hit the vehicle, the officer says, to which Ruddy seemingly nods his head in agreement, briefly pausing before saying yes. Why didn't you stop? I didn't realize it was that serious, the prosecutor slurs in response. He was over twice the legal limit. Uh, 0.17 was his blood alcohol level. Uh, he's charged with DUI and property damage and was not charged with leaving the scene of an incident accident. I guess the car worked. Uh, <laughs> he sideswiped the they SUV. They were like, thank you. Uh, we'll be uh, seeing you in court. Yeah, exactly. You going to represent yourself? Uh, you going to prosecute yourself? Um, so yeah, uh, over two months removed from the incident, Ruddy has represented the United States in court as recently as last week. So what didn't, didn't stop the didn't, <laughs> one monkey ain't gonna stop. No uh, show. Apparently can't stop. Won't stop. All right, Karen, guess the race of Mr. Uh, what's his first name? Um, the fuck is his first name? Jo- Joseph Ruddy. Giving up business cards at the scene of the crime, White. Karen's going with White. I know my rights, White. <laughs> Pickup truck driving. White had a roadie complex. Uh, business car is as white as the driver. White boy wasted White. He drinks Jim Bean White. I used to. I use my get out of jail free car, White. <laughs> the whole card. Whitey gone White. The correct answer is White. He looks like he's leaning over in the still shot. Like that's just, oh, a, that's he, just a still shot. He is gone. That's his mug shot. Like he can't even stand it. There's video of it too somewhere up here. Oh yeah, here. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you? Good. I understand we might be having a better night. What is this? Yeah. What is trying to hand me? Joseph Rudy. Is that you? That's me. Are you? He is leaning, standing up. Oh, he's having a tough time. And he's time. trying to lean on the. He's but, trying to lean on the bed of the truck, yeah, but, but he's his, leaning the other way. His hip is. His hip is like. Uh, wait a minute. And I bet you in his mind he is straight. The second that he don't touch that truck, thing, he is falling he's, over. He he, he he down for the count. There's no way. This is the story of a. Vet. All right, we don't need your opinion. Uh, no. All right, we don't need your opinion. <laughs> It's not about you, buddy. It's about us, all right? Stop trying to make it about yourself. Uh, all right, let's go to the bonus round. Karen, you're two for two, right? Mm-hmm. Bitch, that's a bitch was why? I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. It's time to get Gold, gold, chain, wearing, fried chicken, and... 
Biscuit eating the monkey, big baboon, big guy, fast runners, high jumping spear, chucking 360 degree basketball. Doomsday Prepper has some very harsh news for family trying to escape the apocalypse. Rowan McKenzie, 38, from Missouri, has spent 13 years building up supplies and even spent 8,000 pounds, because it's a British newspaper, okay. on the underground space built into her basement. In the bunker, she keeps defense weaponry as well as vital food and water with, like, beans and rice. Overall, Rowan has spent 70,000 pounds on her stockpile and isn't taking any chances with wars, climate change, and economic turmoil. She said, I'm preparing as a whole for war, inflation, nuclear disaster, and all-out chaos. I've always said that if you didn't help build it, then hard decisions will have to be made. My door won't be open to anyone, family or not, as I prepare for my own home. I feel bad, but hard times call for hard knocks and a harsh reality. The price of everything has gone up so much, I need to ready myself as well as my family for any disaster situation. Our stock should last us a year or more once used and not replenished. And I've had new plans to make made to build a second bunker in case one is compromised. So yeah, basically, damn. Uh, one of them doomsday preppers. She also leave leave the way behind, leave the world behind shit because she's not even trying to like let her family in. Mm-mm. Uh, she her stock most of her stock won't expire for twenty five years, and she shared tips with other people looking to build their own doomsday bunker. She said, most essential items to stock up on are water and sufficient storage of this and ways to filter it is a must. Food and medical supplies, which are often overlooked, are needed, and that will most certainly end in disaster. I never regret any of my purchases, and the thing with prepping is that even the most useless items will be a blessing when it's needed and not accessible. It's better to have more than you need than to need it later and not have it, she said. Um... Well, y'all know y'all can't depend on her. Y'all don't come there. She ain't gonna be there. Y'all like the fuck is happening? And she gonna be out, open up a trap and up underneath the house, and she gonna be fireproof. And y'all ain't gonna know where the fuck she is. It's like season two of a black lady sketch show. Uh, I have a lot of backlash for people who think that's what I'm doing. What I'm doing is useless, not essential. I've been called every name you can think of, worst of the worst. At first, I hurt my feelings, but now I don't let it bother me. You shouldn't, girl. Mm-hmm. You gotta be. Listen, they, it's not about you. They insecurity is not about you, okay? Mm-hmm. So they you, are like, you gonna be prepared. They like maybe I should have a bunker. That's what they really thinking. That's why they mm-hmm. mad at you. Why right. would they? Why would I be mad? You built a bunker. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like either I think the apocalypse is coming or I don't. It's not like <laughs> it's just that cut and dry. I'm just gonna be mad because you got it. Uh, I know what I'm doing is important to me, and I have over eighty thousand people who also agree. How you get those numbers? I feel bad for the people who don't understand what is actually going on around them right now. And I fear that because they choose to ignore it, they may not make it for long. They going to be the zombies. She's saying when, when it, when it happens, when the COVID shots hit, when they finally kick in, she going to be in the bunker chilling. <laughs> Her husband, Matt Bradley said he's 38. He said, uh, he liked that him and his wife are like-minded when it comes to planning for a doomsday event. Well, good luck to them. Karen, guess the race. Oh, this is, this is white folks. Karen says they're white folks. All right, all right. Prepping for the apocalypse for that doomsday when it comes. Mm-hmm, because right. I've seen them commercials and niggas don't got that type of money. So Commercials. I mean, them doomsday TV shows. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, commercials for Doomsday Preppers. Yes, yes, like they had the commercials okay. for the show, my bad. No, I, thought, I thought that was commercials for, like, bunkers and shit. I was like, what channel can be watching? <laughs> like, 
word that something will happen to your family. <laughs> right? Call Doomsday Preppers. Um, Doomsday Prepper White, Brexit with your motherfucking wood white. You go, girl, white. Whole thing is whiter than a nuclear winter. <laughs> Remember the Alamo white. Pull up the ladder until the rapture white. Isle of white. Hoarding for oblivion white. Correct answer is white. <laughs> That's her, I guess, down there with her stuff. Um, I, the thing for me is, if you're prepping for doomsday and you spend all this money, why are you advertising it? If right. I had a bunker, I'd keep it a secret because yeah, honestly, no shit. if I lived around this woman and I knew where the fuck she was mm-hmm. and the apocalypse did come, I'm killing her and taking her stuff. I know you got a bunker, man. You on somebody's list, ma'am. You should not have told me this. I'm I'm going straight to your house. You know, you better have some Macaulay Culkin ass shit going on with the defense systems because I want it. I want that water, that good filtered water, a year worth of beans and rice. I need it. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to the last thing: sword ratchetness. A man is accused of stabbing dad with sword. Oh, no. I know. Happy Father's Day. You guys know how it is. Sometimes you got to stab a dad. No. Multiple felony charges after deputies said he stabbed his father with a sword. Christopher Warsham was arrested Saturday after he was released from a hospital after a domestic dispute on County Road 707 New Year's Eve. There they found a man with multiple stab wounds. A witness said Warsham was there to talk to their father, but during the conversation grabbed a sword and stabbed him. The witness stabbed Warsham. The witness said that uh, he stabbed Warsham to stop the attack, but he was hurt in the process. Now, Warsham and the father were taken to the hospital for their injuries. Let me tell you something, man. Okay. At Baird Dodge Chrysler. Um, if you really got that much beef with me, just put some Visine in my meatballs, okay? Don't stab me. <laughs> That'll be an easier death. Why can't you do some normal shit? Like. Put Visine in my soup, huh? This is crazy. Right, just a few little drops. Not that serious. Mm-mm. All right, y'all. That's it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow at 5 p.m. We actually have a guest tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, MJ Harris is going to be the guest, who is a pretty big deal on on YouTube and and, and all this other stuff. And yay! I'm looking forward to that interview, getting to know them, and uh, yeah, hope you guys show up for that tomorrow at five. So until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.